Yo, yo, good morning. It is the first ever squad cash. And it's your boy J.O. Man, you know what time it is. I'm going to just jump in right away. The first day of the NBA playoffs. And it is a glorious day for the Hoop community right here. You know what I mean? Obviously, it was yesterday. My correction. Correction. It was yesterday that was the first day. And I'm just going to get give you guys a quick recap of when, what went down. You know, we had some good games yesterday. Uh, we had, to kick it off, Spurs. No, with Spurs, no Kawhi versus the Golden State Warriors. I'm going to get into that. No Kawhi, bro. What you doing, man? Kawhi Leonard is chilling on the sidelines, scratching them cornrows. He got us all confused. Uh, then we had later games. We had 76ers and Heat. Fantastic game right there for the 76ers. The Heat, they got absolutely stomped out. That boy Ben Simmons looking great. Then we had uh, later in the in the, in the the day, we had Toronto Raptors and the Wizards. I mean, not really aggressive, the best series. Uh, but I, uh, the Raptors actually snapped a 10-game losing streak in game one. That That... Right there, just speaks on how how uh, unreliable and they've been in the playoffs. That's pretty wild to hear that. Ten, they, they lost ten straight game ones, and then in the nightcap we had AD and the Pelicans. And what what turned out, that I didn't get a chance to watch. It was pretty late, you know. I'm I'm, I'm on the East Coast here, so uh, yeah, they gave them that L. The Portland Trailblazers uh, took that L in game one to the Pelicans. That's surprising, but I'm gonna start off with the first game with the Golden State Warriors and the Spurs who are clearly overmatched, man. They they need Kawhi. And for me, Kawhi had the golden opportunity to win these fans back, man. The San Antonio fans are like, what's up with this? What's up with bro? You know, he he's cleared to play. He's been cleared to play by the team doctor. Only people that ain't cleared him apparently is his uncle. You know, I didn't know his uncle was a doctor, doctor uncle. But he don't want to play, and it's, it's tough, man, because Kawhi, I'm from San Diego. I'm all about San Diego State, and, you know, he's representing. He's carrying the flag for us in the NBA right now. There's no other San Diego State players in the NBA, and to have an all-star, you know, that level of player representing us people in San Diego is, I mean, obviously not from San Diego, but that's another another discussion. But, uh. It's a golden opportunity, man. If, if you're Kawhi sitting on the sidelines, you know, in that uh, in that suit, getting all sweaty and and, the, and just chilling, you know, doing nothing, resting resting away. No Steph Curry, man. The head of the snake is missing, bro. That's a golden opportunity. Well, I know, I know, I know. I said snake, but I'm not talking about KD. Um, that's a golden opportunity, man. They're down a man. I don't know what his thinking is. I don't know if he's just being extra cautious or he's he's just abandoning ship. I don't know what's good. But, I mean, you got a real opportunity. The Western Conference right now is, I mean, I know it's strong. It's always been the stronger conference for a long time now. But if you look at that, that is a real window of opportunity because if they can come in, if he, if he hypothetically, if he would have came back, which I don't think is going to happen. You know, there's no, absolutely no buzz. I've seen no rumors, nothing about it. So I don't think he's interested in coming back at all. And But if he were to come back, now that would be a series. They would have a series on their hands. 
And, you know, you got a real opportunity with no Steph Curry. I mean, all you would need to do is steal one game in Oracle, and, and it could be anybody's series, man. And, and if I, I'm not saying that, that they would beat the Warriors with Kawhi back because obviously we don't know how he's going to be after sitting out. I don't care what type of player you are, any type of ball player who sits out for that amount of time not playing basketball in a five-on-five setting, there's going to be some rust, you know what I'm saying? And we saw that when he came back in the regular season. He wasn't he wasn't what he was, you know, before the injury, you know, before the Zaza, before Zaza got him, man. So, but, I mean, they could really put a lot of pressure on the Warriors early in the playoffs, you know, and I think if – if Golden State, if I mean, if a team is gonna get Golden State, it's gonna be in the first round or the second round. I mean, I'm pretty much telling y'all what I think about this Rockets Golden State matchup. I'm until somebody knocks off Golden State, I'm not gonna believe that a team can do it. You know, before the before the matchup happens, but Kawhi. I feel like he's missing a golden opportunity. He's really missing a golden opportunity in this game, and they were just clearly overmatched. I mean, what are we talking about here? We're talking about a team with just LaMarcus Aldridge. They don't really have a secondary a secondary score. You know, Tony Parker is not the man he used to be. Mono Ginobili, he can still do it <clears throat> once in a while, but, uh, man, it's, I think it's going to be a short one. It's 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 going to be a short series. They They are very overmatched. But Pop, you know, Pop is, he's a crafty, he's an excellent coach, man. He he usually, that's why I thought maybe it would be a little bit more interesting if they had Kawhi back, not just on the fact that they raised the talent level, but it's because Pop is excellent in engineering a game plan to halt the success of, of his squad. He likes to take away, he's good at taking away things. And you add in, especially Kawhi guarding, KD, you know, if K, if, if it, at least his if his defense is up to snuff, up to par, then <clears throat> he'll it, it can make it interesting if he could limit limit KD and force those other two guys. Now we got Clay and and Draymond who are not excellent creators with the basketball in their hands. That that can make it real interesting. But I mean, going forward, hypothetically, if you want to play the hypothetical game, if they were to beat, uh. Golden State miraculously without Steph Curry, then we're looking at, you know, the second round matchup as of right now. I mean, due to the results, I'm not saying this can happen. I don't know the, the Blazers could definitely come back in the series, but the Pelicans, if, if if the Pelicans win, you you got you got the Spurs versus the Pelicans. The Pelicans are, you know, they're in new waters at that point. Once once they get second round, they've never been to that point. You know, I think definitely Pop could engineer a game plan to to, to shut down Anthony Davis. You don't really got to worry about anybody else. I mean, Drew Holiday is pretty good, but I mean, he's not that that type of player who can just take over a series. So that's the winnable. That's the winnable series. Them versus the Pelicans, the Spurs versus the Pelicans, and then you get to the conference finals. I mean. With Kawhi back by then, hopefully he'd be in rhythm playing against the Rockets. I mean, this is the new Rockets, but I mean, the Rockets were favored last year. And and at that point, you know, Rockets haven't been, they don't have that big game experience. You know, you got Popovich, who's, he's been, he's been in big games for literally 20 years, literally 20 years. 
I'm, so who's to say that's that series is not winnable? You know what I mean? I don't know if they could beat him. I mean, I just know that Pop is excellent at managing and and maximizing the talent that he has. So I mean, Kawhi, if everything goes right, you could be looking at a run to the Western Conference Finals, man. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I'm I'm really focusing it on Kawhi, man, because this really that's all the series is about. They just, the Spurs have no hope without Kawhi. But Kawhi, I mean, I like to put myself in 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 the perspective of the player and and think if I was doing what he was doing, you know, performing his actions, sitting out during the playoffs, that just tells me you don't want, you don't really want to play for this team. That that's night and day. I'm thinking if I deliberately sat out the playoffs when I'm clear to play, that just means I don't want to play for your your squad because I get it in the regular season. He's probably like, why why risk it now? You know what I mean? We're gonna make he he probably figured, oh, you know, we're gonna make the playoffs. We're gonna be like the eighth seed, you know, seventh seed. But if you're a real competitor and you and you really wanted to play for that squad and you wanted that that team to be successful, you would think, damn, we're going to be a seven seed, eight seed. You know what I mean? And, you know, if we can come back, we can give teams real problems, you know, and then we get an opportunity to, to basically knock out uh, uh, one of the better teams in the first round if we play well, you know what I mean? And that's exactly what this is. You know, you could knock out if you, t- if your team comes back, plays hard and you, and you ball out and, and do well, you have a chance to knock out the second best team in the conference in the first round. That's a golden opportunity right now, right there. You're gonna the, the opponents are gonna be pretty much down in scale after that. So that just goes to tell me that he's he's not interested in and in, in playing for the Spurs anymore. So I mean, what does that mean? I mean, I know the Spurs; they're way too smart. They're not gonna let this guy. If 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 it is the case that he doesn't want to play for them anymore, the Spurs are definitely going to maximize what they can get out of him. But um, that's a whole another topic for another day. We're gonna we're gonna move on to some other games here. We gotta talk about can't just talk about Kawhi and his you know itchy cornrows and his uncle doctor who's telling him that he's you know not ready to play or whatever. I'm not gonna let that take up the whole segment. But uh, the next game. I want to talk about is the 76ers who are looking like the real deal right now. I wouldn't, I was not expecting to say that flashback a year ago. I would not be thinking that the 76ers are looking like how they're doing. I mean, they're playing without their best players statistically. I mean, you might, you might say it's up for debate, you know, whether who's more impactful, Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons, but Statistically, their best player. They're without their best player, and they just slapped the Miami Heat by 27 points. And Ben Simmons is—I mean, he's—I know people they don't really like when you you throw out names, you know, big time names. But he's looking a lot like a young Magic Johnson, fam. I mean, you just look at the numbers; they're incredibly similar numbers to Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson always hovered around that 17, 18 points, you know. Uh, somewhere in there and, you know, 10 assists and, and, you know, six or seven rebounds. He has a very similar numbers and very similar size, very similar pass, similar passing ability. You know what I'm saying? 
But you know, you can't compare people to, to to people like that. You know, you can't compare people to Michael Jordan. You can't compare people to Magic. You can't compare people to Kobe. You know, you can't. And, and it's getting to the point where you can't. You can't compare people to LeBron. You know what I'm saying? It's just, uh, it's just that's just the way it is. And that's that says more about how great that player is than the player you're comparing them to. You're not you're not saying that that player will never live up to being a great player, but I just see, I, I just, I get that. I hear that a lot. When you compare, people get, whoa, 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 slow down. You know, this guy, you, can, you can't compare, you know, players. I, I like, I just like to compare builds, skill sets, you know what I mean? You know, uh, but he looks, he looks the part, man. And that team is getting to watch, watch them play yesterday. Boy, they got some shooters, man. They're loaded up. They might be the best shooting team. I mean, Obviously, statistically, it's the Rockets. And then from top to bottom, you know, the quality of shooter, you're talking about a Golden State. I mean, you got the GOATs pretty much. I mean, and Steph Curry, who was the greatest shooter of all time. I feel like people are comfortable saying that now. And Clay Thompson, I mean, we sleep on Clay, man. Clay is going to go down as one of the greatest shooters of all time as well. So, but. I mean, I'm I'm talking about from top to bottom. I mean, talking about the number of shooters they got on that roster. They got Covington, J.J. Redick, Marco Bellinelli. Uh, I'm missing somebody here. Uh, Saric, who could knock it down a three. Uh, Ilyasova, another guy, knockdown shooter. Then you add in Embiid, who can knock in a three once in a while. They they got some shooters, man. They're loaded with some shooters, man. So and that's perfect for a guy like Ben Simmons. And low key, you know, uh, Calangelo put together a a good team, man. He he put together a a perfect team around Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. And Markel Foles, low key, is he's he's playing. He's he's being he's performing solidly. He's not obviously he's not playing up to the standard of a number one pick. And boy. That jump shot is not right because the way people are playing off of him is ridiculous. They're, they're, they're playing off of him like 08 Rondo up in here, man. But I like what I'm seeing, man. They they smacked a playoff caliber team without their statistical statistical best player. So I like what I see, man. I, I think... I believe the Heat will probably win one game there because they're one of those teams of smart. They they play smart and they play hard. There's a couple of teams like that in the playoffs, like Indiana Pacers. There's always a team that just makes it to the playoffs based off that, that they play hard and they play smart. So probably in Miami, Spolstra will um, coach them to a victory because he's a good coach, man. You got to give him props, you know what I mean? He got overlooked in Miami because, I mean, we're talking about LeBron James. Uh, he 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 had LeBron James on his team, so he's always gonna get slighted because of that, you know. But sorry about that; it probably sounded gross. But uh, they probably will. Yeah, probably will get a victory or two. But I mean, not to, but they'll probably will get a victory just on on effort alone, playing hard. And I, this this one's probably gonna be a short one too, man. Which is very surprising, man. That. These young Sixers, man, they keep taking leaps and bounds in short, short amount of time. You think you talk about at the beginning of the season, people were like, "Wow, they're over 500." You know, that that was right there. That was a big accomplishment for them. They hadn't been over 500 a long time. Then all of a sudden, wow, 
No, they're in the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. And then, boom, flash forward. Wow, they're going to be, they might have home court, you know. That was, like, incredible. You know, they're way ahead of schedule. And then, boom, all of a sudden, wow, damn, they got the number three seed. They got a, what is it, a 16-game winning streak or something like that? Now, that is, that's hard to do. You know, you got to be a, a good squad, a legit squad to run off that many. I mean, you can, you know, talk about the strengths of schedule or whatever you want. But, I mean, you got to be who's in front of you. And 16, to not slip up on any of those games is still impressive. And they're, they're playing great basketball right now. And uh, we want to see. I, I want to see that, man. It's it's. I don't want to just go ahead and just put the put the Pacers to bed already. But, I mean, I don't think they're, they can't. I don't think they can beat the Cavaliers. So we're talking about a second-round matchup between the Fresh Prince and the King, Lebanon James, man. That is that's main event material right there. That's that's Western Conference Finals material. Oh wait, that's right. They would have to meet in the Western Conference Finals because they're on two separate sides of the brackets. But um that's I'm 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 impressed with the young sixers. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna leave it right there. I'm gonna be real hype when they get jo- Joel back. But um go ahead and move into uh the next game. Um, I believe that was the, we had four games yesterday. Oh, Toronto and the Washington Wizards, which is, I mean, not the most hype series, you know, not the most lit series, but I guess the Raptors are, they're finally doing what they're supposed to do. I mean, I just, they were lost 10 straight game ones. That's crazy. That's that's crazy, especially because they've been in, you know, higher seeds most of the time. So that that's just basically been telling me that they start out in the hole every every series. You know what I mean? So that's interesting. I mean, I think this is going to be a short series for them. I don't I don't think I think maybe Washington will get one game one or excuse me, one one game because, you know, you know, either. Beal or Wall's going to go off, or or maybe the supporting calves will just get hot in Washington. They probably will win a game, but I, I don't see much of a much of a series out of this one. And the Raptors are, are the number one seed, but I, I feel like people are still overlooking them, man. I mean, I I don't I, me myself, I'm not too uh, I I don't have a strong feeling about them as far as being a real having a real shot to win it all. It's kind of the thing with the Rockets, man. It's That's why people are saying these playoffs are a little bit wide open because the 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 teams that are in the driver's seat are a little bit unproven. You don't know how it's going to turn out. You know what I'm saying? So uh, they won. They get it done. But, I mean, that's really what they're supposed to do. They're the top seed. I mean, they're supposed to do that. Uh, going forward, you know, it's going to be a huge test for them in the second round. And pretty much, this is the year. This is the year for them to get over the hump. If if they can't slay the monster that is LeBron James this year when he's at his weakest, supporting, you know, his his team-wise, 
then they're never going to do it. They might as well start over, you know. So, well, we're not going to get too far ahead of ourselves here. This which is just, just about the first round. We're not going to discuss any further than that. So, I mean, they did what they did, you know. They did what they're supposed to do, so. And then the final game of the nightcap was the Pelicans and Blazers. And this is kind of Anthony Davis's real playoff coming out party because when he made it in 2015, he was going up against a juggernaut. And he balled out. He balled out in that series. So, But this is a real chance for him to showcase, you know, the new AD because I feel like it is a new AD. I feel like he's at another level now because, honestly, I look at that roster, I, I didn't think, that's for me. That's not a playoff roster. I mean, you talk about Drew Holiday. Then you got obviously the beast that is Anthony Davis, and then you got Rondo. But other than that, and Mir- Mirchich is a solid player too. But other than that, you other than those four guys, and those are not the most fearsome foursome right there. That's not a that's not a a killer lineup right there with those four guys. Other than that, you know, you got guys like Etwan Moore, Czech Diallo. I I can't honestly, I can't really name too many more players after that. You know, what I mean, they're just kind of a no name bunch. You know what I'm saying? And that just goes to show you where AD is at as a player when he can elevate guys like that. You know, Rondo hasn't been. I mean, it's kind of a perfect fit for Rondo because just throw the ball to AD, bro. Do what you do, pass the ball to AD. But um. Like I said, he's he's elevated them to another level. I mean, that, I think he's starting to move up the totem pole. I mean, I hate the overuse of the word superstar. I feel like once somebody puts up some decent numbers, superstar, superstar, everyone calls them superstar, chill, you know. I feel like that's rare air right there, you know what I mean? Only a few people can be considered superstars, and it's like, once you start putting up the numbers, you get into the club, you know, of the elite players. And then the superstars are the elite of the elite. Not everyone who puts up big numbers is a superstar. You know, a superstar is somebody who is, who's in championship conversation. He dictates the outcome of the NBA. They're bigger than basketball. They got ridiculous numbers. And they got the accomplishments to go with it. That's a superstar, like a LeBron James, a Steph Curry, a Kevin Durant. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty much limited to that. And everyone else is is pushing towards that. They're trying to become that, you know. And Anthony Davis, is he's starting to check a couple of boxes. Now, he's got his team. He legit led his team to the playoffs. That team, you take him off that team and you put anybody, most any other player on that squad, they're not, they're not making the playoffs. So now he's checking the box. Uh and he got the dub last night. That's another thing in Portland, man. That's that is impressive, man. He got a lot of help from from Drew Holiday, but no one wins playoff series without help. So, and he went off, man. He absolutely went off. I think he had like seventeen and it could have been seventeen and and man, I don't know if it was fifteen. It might not have been fifteen rebounds. That's ridiculous. But seventeen points in the first half, and he finished with thirty five. That's balling out right there. That's the type of. He, he that he's just he's just I think he's starting to understand now how unstoppable he was he is, and that's the thing with LeBron James. LeBron James, I feel like 
didn't fully understand how unstoppable he was until he went to the 2015 finals and just went off on the Warriors, the best team in the NBA. Of course, he lost that series, but his numbers were ridiculous. And then at that moment, it just clicked. It clicked to him. I'm unstoppable. And ever since then, he's he's been doing ridiculous things in the playoffs. And I feel like AD's discovering that now. He's like, these dudes can't stop me. You know, I'm I'm too big. I'm too I'm too agile. I'm too skilled. I'm sorry. That probably sounds disgusting, but you know, all this talking, you know, it uh but uh he's he probably uh he's realizing that now. And and now he's he's led his team to one oh. One oh in the series, you know, anything's possible from here. They stole the home court away. I mean, to be honest, the the uh Portland Trailblazers, they play great. But they're not exactly the world. They're not exactly world beaters, man. They're heavily reliant on two guys, and you saw what happened. They didn't. Neither of them started very, very well. I think C.J. McCollum was 0 for six to start the game, and Dame was not as not much better. He was like one for nine or some crazy like that. Only had three points in the first half. That just goes to show you that, you know, if we can shut those guys down, and Rondo's a good defender, and uh, Holiday's a pretty good defender too. So. That's gonna be a factor of how they how they defend uh those two guys. But A D was was very impressive. He's very impressive. He's he's finally starting to show that he's who we we proclaimed him to be, that he's that stud superstar, unstoppable. So uh, it's gonna be interesting going forward. I mean the Portland Trailblazers have definitely gotta get game two. Um but I'm just gonna leave it there. I mean We'll see, man. 80s, 80s is coming out party. We're going to see how the brow does. Um, but today we got some we got some solid games. Obviously, the king is playing today, you know, and I'm going to be out right, man. I'm biased, man. That's that's my guy, LeBron James. You know, that's my all-time favorite player. So I'm looking forward to him to taking the court against the Pacer and an old foe. You know, we're going to see we're going to see Lance again today. Hopefully there'll be no ear blowing and nothing weird like that. Um. We also got the number one seed Rockets and the Timberwolves. I'm just going to talk about all these series pretty briefly. Uh, who else we got going today? Uh, let's see. I'm missing somebody here. Oh, the ooh, the Jazz and the Thunder. That is probably the best series in the first round right there. We got Russ and Donovan, man. That is going to be bananas. Um and who else are we missing here? We're missing another, missing another, uh, missing one more series. Damn, I'm tripping. You know, it's early in the morning here. I gotta get, you know, gotta wake my ass up. So the Thunder, Jazz, we got Pacers, Cavs. I'm just gonna talk about that until I remember what the other series is. But I'll kick it off with, uh, just get out way, get it, get out the way. We're gonna talk about the the Cavs and the Pacers real quick, and then we're gonna talk about the real series, which is the Jazz and the Thunder. But the Cavs and the Pacers, I mean, I'm gonna I'm just gonna make it short and quick. I mean, props to Victor Oladipo. He's had a great season, and he's always been a kind of a late bloomer. So for him to get to this point now is is pretty impressive, man. I, I but it's kind of how his his basketball career is. He wasn't a, he wasn't a uh, high recruit. He goes to Indiana and then doesn't he's not really on the it wasn't a one and done radar type of player. 
And after three years, all of a sudden, boom, you know, I mean, he's a number number two overall pick. And then, you know, he's what now in his fifth season. Yeah, he's in his fifth season now. And he's he's grounding in the form now at about 24 points a game. He's, he's playing like a stud, man. But Oladipo, he he ain't gonna be enough. There's, is he's he he, he can't. I, it's pretty impressive that he he carried them to, you know, the fifth seed. That's pretty that's pretty impressive. Uh, that's another thing. He is for sure the most improved player, flat out. You know, there's no argument. There's no other argument to be made. But I mean, he, you gotta be real. He's going up against the King right here, and the King, he's never lost the first round series. So, never is uh not good odds for a team. You know what I mean? It's not good, uh, not good odds, but um, the Pacers probably will win a game. I want to say because, again, like just like the Miami Heat, they're they're they play hard, man. They play hard and they can win you some games, man. Especially when the other team is, you know, they're uh, ahead in the series and you know they might be taking it real, taking it easy. You know, you could jump on them real quick. And they're a smart ball club. They got some smart young players. You know, Turner. Sabonis, uh, Oladipo, those guys play hard. They got good defense. You know, Lance is always out there doing his thing. You know, he might have a good game, uh, one game in a series, and they probably will win a game. Uh, but they, I don't think they have a realistic shot. I think probably will end in five games, maybe even six games. I don't know. Maybe if Oladipo goes bananas one game, but you know, I expect the King to move on. King, he's going to keep marching towards that goal. But um, to move to the real deal, the main event of this first round for me, man, you're talking about Oklahoma City Thunder and the Jazz, which is a a real interesting series because the Jazz are playing really good basketball right now. They're playing really good basketball. And... The Thunder, I'm not sure. We're not sure what we have in the Thunder yet. Because at at some points in the season, i.e. when they smoked Golden State, you know, at full strength too. They they smoked the full strength Golden State Warriors. So, they looked legit at that point. You know, they looked like they could be a threat. And then other game, other other times when... You know they're they're just playing 500 basketball, so we don't really know what we got in this Oklahoma City team. They for sure have the more talented roster. Obviously, when you got Russell, Russell Westbrook and Paul George on the same squad, I mean, damn, we ain't even bringing up Melo these days. That's sad. But you know, Melo's still doing his thing. He, he still gets still gets buckets. Stephen Adams doesn't get a lot of credit, and the Jazz is also a, they're also on the radar under the radar type squad, man. But they played some real good basketball down the stretch. Uh, Ricky Rubio is playing the best basketball of his career, most likely. Uh, you got this young rookie, man, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, we don't know. Uh, that That is one of the hot debates this year for the rookie of the year. Is it is it Simmons? Is it Mitchell? We don't know. You know, uh, I don't know, man. Mitchell, for to, to put up 20 as a rookie... 20 points per game as a rookie, that's rare air. You know, there's, there hasn't been a lot of guys to do it. Of course, he's, I think he's about 21 now. So, you know, LeBron did it at eight, 18, 18, 19. Carmelo did it at about 19, 20 years old. 
Chris Paul was up there around 18 points a game, I believe. Blake Griffin did it, uh, but he also was around. Uh, Blake Griffin was damn near 22 when he when he did it as a rookie. But I mean, it's still impressive altogether. And then you got what people believe to be the uh, rook. Uh, excuse me, the defensive player of the year and Rudy Gobert. I mean, for me, I don't know because he didn't play the most of the season, and the the best ability is availability. You know. He didn't play. He didn't play the whole entire season. But I mean, the numbers will tell you. If you look at the stats, I mean, I'm not the biggest stat guy, but the numbers will tell you that with him on the floor, they are the best defensive unit in the league. So that's impressive. So that matchup between him and Stephen Adams on the boards is going to be. Whoo, that's going to be like rampage a movie. Two monsters just battling it out for boards, man. That's going to be crazy. And then Russ. And baby Russ and Donovan, that matchup, I don't know if they're going to guard each other all the time, but I'm sure they will, I mean, guard each other on occasion. But I see a lot of similarities between them. I'm not going to call him Westbrook. I think he more, reminds me more of a young D. Wade. But uh, that's going to be a super interesting matchup. And I think the Jazz have a real chance uh, to win that series, man. Uh, Paul George, it, it's going to – I think Paul George is the X factor in that series because – He's got a real matchup advantage on whoever's guarding him. So if Paul plays well, then the Thunder should uh should do well in the series. But that um that that one's going down to seven. That 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 one's going seven, six or seven for sure. And then the Rockets got to play the winner of that series. God damn, you, you talk about uh, the easier path in the West. I mean, you think about it. If if you're the Rockets. Oh, the Golden State Warriors, for me, the Golden State Warriors, even though they're a lower seed, I think they got an easier path, man. Just that's how bananas the West is. That's It's just a packed full of killers, man. And it all depends how the seeding ends up. And I remember it's kind of similar uh, when back when uh, the Clippers beat the Spurs in the first round. I don't remember if that was 2014 or 2015. But oh, son of a bitch, man. I, I believe it was a game where. San Antonio lost the game to the Pelicans and the at the end of the season and then dropped them down to six and they had to play the play the the the, uh, the Clippers in the first round. That's how the West is. You lose a game late in the season, it could completely ruin your matchups. You know what I mean? And Golden State, I feel like they fell into a good position because you, you're going against Spurs, no Kawhi. I believe. A couple of weeks ago, the Thunder were in seventh place, and Golden State would have had to play the Thunder in the first round. Now that is a that would have been a rough matchup right there. And then I believe at that point, you know, you could have been looking at the the uh, Portland Trailblazers uh, in the second round. They still could be looking at that possibility. But right now, you, you know, Golden State they got the easier path. They beat the Spurs pretty quick. You know, maybe they get Steph back in the second round. They get to play either the Pelicans or the Blazers. And that's not, to me, full strength Golden State, that's not a challenge from either of those. You know? And then the Rockets in the Western Conference Finals, or the the Rockets have to play now the full strength Minnesota Timberwolves, which in my eyes, the Timberwolves are as good as a four seed, man, because they were. They were the four seed, and they were even the three seed. And then Jimmy Butler has some injury problems. They they had some injury problems uh, in the season, 
drop them down to the seventh place or to the eighth place. So you got a, a eighth seed who is good as a four seed or maybe even a three seed to play in the first round. Then a four five matchup, you got two talent loaded squads right there. So the tougher path from in my eyes is the Rockets. And so that that could play and also that could play a factor in the Western Conference finals, you know. If the Rockets are, are beat down from two long series and the Golden State Warriors are coming off eight, you know, eight and oh, you know, sweeping both series, they're fresh. That can make a big difference going into the Western Conference Finals. But, you know, that's a discussion for another day. We got to wait for that to unfold. And I just remember now, after all the damn talking, the last series, and this is, I'm, I'm interested in this series, the, the Boston Celtics, no Kyrie, versus the Greek Freak and the Milwaukee Bucks. Now that is going to be something special. We're going to see that. This is a golden opportunity for the Greek freak right here to seize the moment and to have his, you know, check some of the boxes for his superstar resume. If in my come on, man, in my eyes, it's it is easy. It's a, it's very reasonable to say that the Milwaukee Bucks could beat the beat the Celtics right now because the Celtics, who they got right now, they don't have anybody with real playoff experience besides Al Horford. But I mean, can Al Horford lead a team to a playoff? A series victory. I don't think he's capable of that. And you got a lot of young guys. You got a lot of inexperienced young guys like Terry Rozier. You know, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Those guys. They're talented guys, but they they haven't been on this stage. And the Greek Freak is going to be by far the best player in this series. He's got some decent guys. He's got Bledsoe. He's got Middleton, who are, who are good players. So I mean, this is a real opportunity. This is a real opportunity for. The uh the Milwaukee Bucks to to get through here to the second to the next round, you know, because I mean obviously the Celtics are so well coached. I believe the Celtics just on that fact alone could win this series. This this might go this might be a long series because Brad Stevens is an excellent excellent coach. He can get especially when you get guys to buy in and play hard. That's another team. That's why the Celtics were so good. They were they started out so good because they had a very talented roster. But on top of that, they got a talented roster, they got a deep roster, and on top of that, they play hard, man. If you can do that, that's gonna lead to a lot of victories. Playing hard. Um I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna wrap it up here. This is just the you know the first ever the pilots of the squad cast. And real quick, I want to talk about some UFC stuff before I wrap it up. Wow. What a violent match that was last night. Y'all know this is supposed to be at the NBA first round, but I like you know, I like to get it. I watch it all, baby. You know, I don't I don't discriminate. I'm not just hoops head, man. I'm all about all of it, man. Uh Justin Gaethje, who if you don't watch MMA, you don't know who this guy is. He is an absolute killer, man. This guy is was 18-0 before he came into the UFC, and he's just been in wars after war after war after war. I'm just going to try to make it quick here. This guy is a savage. His, his, savage, his fighting style is just savage, straight up. Take the blow, eat the blow, deliver the blow, man. That's what he's all about. And Dustin Poirier is also a master of just of brawls, man. He's been in some great fights himself, and he's... 
he deals damage, man. And the two of them went at it. It was a fantastic contest. Those guys are absolute warriors. Congrats to Dustin Poirier and getting the dub. And he might be a couple wins away from the title shot, man. You know, I would like to him to have him run that fight back with Eddie, Eddie Alvarez, the underground king. Run that back, and then the winner fight could be. But that's all. I mean, if you listen, you listen. You don't, you don't. This is the very first one. You know, I appreciate it if you if you download it. If you don't, it's all good. All right, I want you guys to have a blessed day. Thank you. I'm out. J-O, out.